All right, welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast. Do I have an episode for you today? I've got a man who can also teach you how to be the best of women's had inside and outside the bedroom, but he does it in his own unique way. And the reason that we connected up to this, um, connected up on this podcast is because when we just first got on the call, I'm like, this motherfucker is so similar to me, but he's just across the world in Canada and he runs a company called The Intimate Lifestyle. And what that does is teaching men about all about sexuality. Basically, everything that we teach here on um, at Sexual Quantum Leap, this man does it himself. And he really delves deep into all the philosophies about sexuality, tantra, about how to get men to be men again. And that's why I brought him on. So, Ryan Thomas, thank you so much for being here today. And I'd love to hear more about your backstory and about who you are and how you got into all of this. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on the show, Andrew. Yeah, this is, uh, is going to be fun. I've enjoyed our conversations that we've had in the past. Uh, so, I think this is going to be really good. Um, yeah, I guess, 100%. yeah, where would, where would you like me to start, man? So let's start at the start, my man, because actually I just want to tell like the listeners, like for anyone who's list, like listening to this, like when I first had a chat with Ryan, I was just like, this dude gets it. It's just like, there's something that we just like knew. It's like, there's not some like woo woo shit. It's not like some like to this hardcore stuff that someone doesn't understand. It's just for the average dude who just wants to really get amazing in bed. And the thing is humbly, like even talking to Ryan, just like understanding his lifestyle, like damn, he really knows what he's talking about and how to give women epic experiences in the bedroom. So yeah, he really covers the ethos about best you ever had inside and outside the bedroom. Also leaving women better and wetter and then making men men again. And what I really liked you um, touching on as well, man, is like the masculinity aspect of things. So yeah, I just wanted to tell that to the audience about what you do, man, which is super, super cool. Um, in regards to that, let's just start at the start, dude. Like how did you get into like coaching men about sexuality? Like what was your journey to, to where you are today? Oh yeah. Well, I guess the, the journey kind of started but for people who don't know, I'm ex-military. So I served in the army for 11 years. Uh, and it was during my time in the military, I was struggling with a, quite a bit of resentment and anger and hatred towards women, which doesn't really sound all that good to say, but it's the truth. And I was struggling sexually. I felt lonely and I was struggling with performance anxiety, erectile dysfunction, uh, premature ejaculation, and uh, just a desperate, desperate need for approval. Um, and I ended up finding Tantra and uh, ended up reading the book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man by Mantak Chia. Um, and I ended up taking coaching program after coaching program, got certified in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. I had a part-time hypnotherapy practice. And I just ended up doing a deep dive into who I was as a man, um, sexuality, my own sexuality. Uh, and fast forward a number of years, I wanted to start helping guys in the ways that I wasn't helped when I was younger. I felt like I had to spend like five, six, seven years of fucking around and making all these mistakes and not having any real resources to help me. And then once I finally was getting the kind of sex life and relationships that I always wanted when I was younger, that I, I wanted to help guys along that same path so they didn't have to spend five, six, seven years to get to that point. They could do it in one or two years or even faster. Mm. And then I so started when, and then I started running workshops and and then that led into my initial podcast, which was called Modern Sex Talks, and it's now the intimate lifestyle. Awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like when you're saying you go back to the start, like when you're saying you're resenting women, you're hating on women, what what was that about, man, growing up? You know what? It actually started in my early 20s when I got, in, got into the pickup artist world. 
I met a guy, well, I found a guy named Ross Jeffries who used conversational hypnosis and NLP to pick up women. Mm-hmm. And then I found the game and then a few other pickup stuff. I think David D'Angelo. And I found a lot of the stuff created additional anxiety in me. So I already had anxiety around meeting women because I, I had always felt somewhat insecure. Mm-hmm. But I never hated women. But then I found the pickup artist stuff and a lot of the content there and a lot of the techniques were coming from a place of hatred and resentment. And then because I was trying to do things, I was, I was tr- trying to pick up women rather than just being myself and, and understanding what, my, what that even meant. Naturally, women wouldn't like me because I was coming from a place of deep neediness and also trying too hard. And then that would feed into my loneliness. But I was a good guy. At least I thought that I thought I was. And then, then I'd feel resentful because I'd be dating guys that I thought were assholes. And then I'd try even harder, which would make them run away even faster, which fed into even more loneliness. And then it was a downward spiral of of resentment. So I'd say that it was actually the world of pickup, uh, the world of pickup that created the resentment that I felt towards women when I was younger. Yeah, I can see that, man. Like, not just for you, like for what you're saying. Thanks for being so open about that because I had to go through like that myself. It's like, here's all these extra stuff to put on top of yourself. And it's like a lot of confusion as well. And it's like, I see like really nice guys that come in there and then they have to be the asshole and they go like, you know what? It's like, you're putting on so many different masks. And for that, man, do you reckon that played into your sexual performance because you just like was so like, I have to get something, I have to do something or was this a different part in your life? Dude, so much. I remember one of the first women that I that I had sex with, my, my sex with my first girlfriend. We weren't having sex with condoms, and I could I could just last for as long as I wanted because I just didn't understand any other concept besides just having sex and having a great time with her. Mm. As I started learning about pickup and then watching more porn, I started getting insecure of like, Oh, I need to make her come 30 times and Oh, don't, don't come too quickly because if you do that, then you're a loser and then you don't want to be a limp dick man. And then I started getting all of this other messaging that created all this anxiety of, Oh, I need to perform. And then that actually fed into performance anxiety that actually fed into issues with my sexuality because the first few women that I was having sex with, it was never an issue. It was never an issue. So it was actually after I got into, into the pickup world, uh, pickup world that it created sexual issues. Yeah, I've, um, I have to be this certain man. I have to put on this certain thing. And I felt that as well. And like connections, like you don't want to show it. I felt like this one, man. Please tell me if this was for you as well. I can't show too much of myself. I can't open up too much to a woman because it's like it's – um, you have to like, it's like put on, put on, put on. And if you show too much of yourself, it's good. So I kind of like more like the um, pickup and then also the red pill stuff as well. I felt like I was scared as well, man. That's why I can, can relate to you. I was fucking terrified of women of like them seeing who I actually was. Yeah. I don't, I think uh, that's a yes and no. I was, such a nice guy that I didn't know how to be, I didn't know how to have an edge. I didn't know how to just take a stand for myself. So it wasn't that I was scared to show myself. It was that I felt angry that I was showing myself. I didn't want to not show myself, but I didn't know another way. 
So I didn't know the way of being able to take a stand for myself and say no and take the lead and have an edge. I didn't know how to bring that part of myself out. Instead, I was just emotions and, and, and I was always just trying to please her. So I can't necessarily say that I was too scared to show myself. Um, but yeah, I you're definitely, the I, you're like, you put it all on the table. Here's, yeah. here's all of me. Like, please like me. Like, why is she going for the fucking jerks and the assholes? This sucks. Exactly. That's it. So exactly. how'd you transition? So it sounds like you got some boundaries, my man. You're like, you got some boundaries and you go, you know what? Here's how to like have that like happy medium. Like what was a big transition for you to go? You know what? I'm still going to always say this, be the nice guy with boundaries. But how did you like find out about the boundaries and how to have those connections with women? You, you know what? It's funny that you say that. I forgot about this story. There was a moment when I was on a, it was an adventure weekend with, a platoon that I was in charge of and a friend of mine, who was also an officer. It was her and me. We were the two officers. We'd been friends for years and she was throwing water in my face mm. and I didn't, I didn't do anything. She was turning around because I think I was putting sunscreen on her back or whatever. I don't remember. And then I just lightly said to her because I didn't want other people to hear that what she was doing was pissing me off because as an officer, I wanted to make sure that I was in control. And so I just leaned into her, not super close, but close enough that she could hear. And I said, stop throwing water in my face. Mm. And just let the weight of it sink in. And she said, okay. And that was the end of it. And I was like, holy shit, that's all I've had to do these days? That's all I've had to do? And I, like, it was a revelatory moment for me. It was like, oh my God, everything changed. And then I started learning how to set boundaries and say no. And it was a huge pivotal moment for me. I think I was about 25, 26 mm. at, the, at, at, that, at that point. And that was, that, was, that was a moment. And then I also took a, uh, a training on, on dating. Um, it was a workshop. It was like a 12 week program or something or six week mm -hmm. program. And one aspect in there was about assertiveness. So when I learned about assertiveness, it reaffirmed what it was that I had learned when I had asserted that boundary with that person. So it deepened that knowledge. And then it was just constant practice, constant, constant practice. Sometimes it's still hard. Sometimes it's still hard to assert a boundary or say no. Um, so mm -hmm. it is a practice for me. That's essentially dominance. What you did, like everyone's like, "What's dominance?" Dominance is understated. It's like, don't throw water on me, like stop that. It's just like that subtleness, and then like they can just feel, as you said, the weight with what you said. You can hear in the audio just drop down, and it's like, "Oh, this guy's serious." But you weren't like, "Stop throwing water on me! I fucking don't like it." It's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" It's like kind of like that dropping. So that's really cool, man. So fast forward all that, you you learned like you went from the nice guy, the boundaries, and you're being more assertive, and you can more communicate about. What you like and don't like when was the point where you're like you know what i'm going to start teaching guys what i know about sexuality yeah that was uh 2015 so i wanted to learn uh so i was learning about how to be more sexually magnetic and i wanted to be more sexually magnetic and i had learned a bunch of stuff so i wanted to help other guys in their ability to do that so i ran a workshop the workshop was okay um it could have been facilitated better like the content was there, the content was great, but it was just the facilitation wasn't the greatest because I'd never run a workshop before. And then I ran another workshop and then had some great results and then had another workshop. And then 
uh, and then I launched Modern Sex Talks, uh, the podcast. Um, mm. And so that's kind of it was it was this it was a bit of a pro, uh, progression. There was about a year long process as well where I was really diving in deep in 2014. I was going to sex parties. <laughs> the first sex party that I ever went to it was a it was in a dungeon. It was in the basement of an underground sex club in Vancouver. And I went alone. I didn't know anybody. I was I was freaking out. And then I was getting a tour inside the uh inside the area. So go down this one hallway and there's a glory hole, like some glory holes and a woman giving a guy a blowjob and a couple guys jerking off watching it. I'm like, okay. And then the guys give me a tour. He's like, okay, we'll just come through here. I'm like, uh, okay. And I come around to the other side. There's a there's a uh, a bigger woman who was strapped in this elevated uh, hanging seat thing and her legs were up in the air and this other guy's spanking her ass and so her pussy's there and he's spanking like right beside her pussy. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Another old guy, uh, I think he was in his 80s with a, uh, a, a cock ring on and, and a hat and that's all he was wearing. I'm like, where the, he- where the hell am I right now? Um. <laughs> So it was, I, I had a, it was one hell of an experience, but so that was kind of 2014, <laughs> um, going yeah. to different parties and learning about sexuality, uh, and then diving into it in 2015 and running some more, uh, running some workshops. Nice man. Yeah. So when was like the leap of faith? You know what? I'm going to start teaching the stuff I know. Like what was your, first, was it like a little workshop? Did you have a one-on-one session? And what I want to dive into after that, it's more like, what is your ethos about sexuality? Like, what do you actually teach, man? That'd be really cool to dive into. Yeah, for sure. So I, uh, so I started teaching in 2015 and a little bit in 2016. Now, 2016 through to 2017, my life kind of hit a uh, a low point. Like mm-hmm. full disclosure, hardest year to two years of my life. It was absolutely fucking brutal. So. I stopped offering any coaching because my life was in absolute shambles and there was no way that I could offer any coaching. So I didn't feel like I was leading by example. I wanted to lead by example and I wanted to be in integrity. If I, if my life was in shambles, I wasn't, I need to get my life back together before I could start, uh, start helping other guys. So mm-hmm. that's where I come from. I want to lead by example. Um, in 2018, that's when I started, uh, offering coaching again. And I got a certification in something called accelerated evolution. And, uh, and basically what that is, is removing the emotional blocks that are holding us back. So let's say a guy's struggling with uh, performance anxiety. I can give him all the tools and techniques like, Hey, go home. Just like, don't worry about orgasm. Just touch yourself for pleasure. Just notice your body. Don't even worry about getting hard. Just touch your body just for pleasure and then just guide them through that stuff. I can take them through the steps to develop a better relationship to his own uh, sexuality. Mm-hmm. But even if I give the right steps, sometimes there's an emotion or a trauma or a fear that is so heavy. It doesn't matter if I give him all the right skill sets because he's going to be coming from this place of fear or guilt or shame or insecurity that it's clouding all the knowledge that I'm giving them. So accelerated evolution, um, the, the, the processes that I guide my clients through removes those emotional blocks and my clients can break through those quite easily. And then they're, they're 
they're emotionally clear and mentally clear so that way the information that I give them can actually sink in and they can apply it from a place of, of deep confidence and awareness. Mm. So That's cool, man. That, that was over the last year and a half to two years. And did you say that was a pivotal part in your coaching because of like the, the men with the sexual trauma and shame about sexuality? And from your perspective, like where, did, where do you think that trauma and shame comes from about sexuality? I'd say nowadays a lot of it comes from porn. Yeah. A lot of it comes from porn. Um, just not knowing about sex. Uh, just we've got piss poor sex education here in North America. I'm not sure what it's like in Australia. I'm not it's, sure. It, it's, it's, it's just as good, mate. Wear a condom and don't have sex before marriage. That, that was kind of my Christian upbringing at a Christian school. But even public schools like here's a condom and just shut up and do it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I would say that that's the biggest aspect for where guys I don't I don't necessarily want to say trauma. I mean, that's one aspect of of sexuality. Although here's an interesting st- uh, statistic is that both boys and girls up until the age of about 12 to 13, like right at the point where they're getting puberty, boys and girls experience the same amount approximately 50-50% of the same amount of uh, sexual abuse. Uh, and then it's when mm. girls are turning into puberty and turning into young women, that's when they start getting more sexual assault than, than guys in the, and it breaks, it, like it dips for guys. But uh, that's, so that's, well, that's, that's an aspect. American, uh, that's an American or that's yeah. a Western, Western statistic? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a North American. So that was from a guy that I had on my podcast, uh, The Intimate Lifestyle. Um, I can see the logo, but I can't remember the name of the company. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Well, what I want to do, man, since you're a sex coach as well, like let's break down, like how can you give a woman an insane experience in the bedroom? Would your be go to? Like, I want to really put on, I really want to like give her an experience that she won't forget. What would you do, man? Or what's some stuff that you would do for the listeners to start to implement today? What would I do and what do I do to give a woman an incredible experience? Yeah. I, the, the biggest thing that I do is I remove any concept of any kind of pressure whatsoever. That is the biggest thing that I do. And I know it's so simple, but I remove any pressure to perform. I remove any pressure for it to actually even have sex. And if she doesn't want to, then she doesn't have to. Um, and to just get into the moment. So usually the first time that I have sex with a woman, I spend, I spend a lot of time just making out and touching her body, um, mm-hmm. getting into the moment and experiencing what it's like to be basically in high school again, just having a hot and heavy makeout session. And yeah. what that does is it just creates this atmosphere where there is no pressure and she can just be and just surrender into the moment and just trust that whatever happens happens. And that if something goes quote unquote wrong, that she's not going to be judged for it and I'm going to be able to handle the situation. So I provide a really solid uh, and a really tight and solid container to allow her to let go and just get into her body. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. And, and then, I'm I'm yeah. not sure if you want like an actual specific sexual technique, but the, nah, what I said there is like that's that's so true. Sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was that was it. That was it. 
Because, yeah, guys, guys like, I love what you're saying, because we basically said the same thing here. It's like a lot of guys are looking for this specific technique, this thing. It's like take the pressure off her and then let her, like, I love what you're saying. Like, kissing is so underrated. Us guys, we just want to, like, quickly put our cock in, but, like, really fucking, how, how like, sensitive are a woman's lips? And then when you can really just kiss her well, and women fucking crave a man who is a really great kisser. And I like what you said. Start off slow, really good, really insane. Um, really enjoy the kissing and like take all that pressure off yourself. And then that's half the battle when you can do that. It's like, I've, I've said this so many times, but dude, thank you for reiterating with all your experience. And that's what I love. You're on the opposite side of the fucking world. Cause I'm in Australia at the moment talking, even though I travel a lot, but still in Australia and you're on the opposite side of the world going, this is it. This is the same shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I used to dance, right? So I used to, and I used to teach dance. It's called blues dancing. And then I got into West Coast swing and kazomba and, and bachata, a little bit of salsa, but mostly the slower dances where you could really connect. That's another thing that I'll do with my partners is I'll just dance. And I think this is something that a lot of guys, because I don't know a lot of, I mean, obviously in the dance community, I meet guys that dance, but outside of the dance community, not a lot of guys dance in Western culture. And I think that's seriously underrated. And a lot of guys feel like, oh, they don't want to feel embarrassed or act like they've got two left feet or they're, they're nervous or they think it's, it's gay or something stupid like that. Because, I mean, the connection that you can build, the nonverbal connections and the connection that you can have with someone when you're actually dancing, because there's no talking. Mm. Instead, it's just the moment. There's you, your partner, the music, and then the connection you two have together and the relationship that you both have with the music and you're providing that leadership in that moment. And while, while you're leading, while you're leading, she's following and then maybe she'll say something subtly and then you can listen to her, her her movement and her body. And she's like, Oh no, I want to do this. No, I want to slow down. I want to do this. So Mm -hmm. catching all these little subtle movements and these subtle bodily communications creates a level of intimacy that cannot be had with words and i i really really wish that more men would learn how to dance because of the depth of awareness of our own body and just the nonverbal communications that happen between a man and woman in that type yeah. of uh, in that type of relationship and how that relates to sex yeah, I always say this, man. Sex is just two bodies moving in a rhythmic dance. That's all it is. Over time, two bodies moving in a rhythmic dance and just like it just starts to flow. And then we, it's great that you've done the dancing as well, man. We always say fighting, fucking, and dancing are the same thing. That's it. We had a guy doing fighting, fucking, dancing. We had a guy doing BJJ and he didn't understand the correlation. He was a high-level um, BJJ assassin. I go, dude, all BJJ is is just take off your clothes and you can do it. He goes, I that click. And same with dancing, you're with your partner, you're just flowing, you're leading, you're flowing. And he goes, oh, So, guys who I know are really good at dancing are really good at um, just give them that click about sexuality and then also give them the click about um, um, the guys with BJJ. It's the same, man. Fighting, fucking, and dancing, the culmination of all those three. Yeah, being able to read the body. And you'd be really open in your body as well from all the dancing. And you, like, yeah. Learning the dancing as well, man. Would I, did that help you a lot with actually understanding sexuality? Hundred percent. I'd say that it really helped me with my intuition. Yeah. Which I know that might sound a little woo, but mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you like, you can look at it this way. If you've got a buddy of yours that you've been friends with for years, he can just look at you and you're like, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You can just pick up on these little things, these little subtleties with your buddy because you've got this good relationship, right? There's you're intuiting what each other is saying. Like that's what intuition is. You can do the same thing with a woman when you're in, when you're in the bedroom. You can intuit what it is that she wants or what it is that she needs in the moment. So that's what dance really helped me hone was my ability to intuit what it is that my partner needed. Awesome, man. Well, we're nearly coming to the end of this, but is there anything that you want? There's so much to do. As I said, there's so much that you can talk about, Ryan. And as I said, it's just good to get you on the show and give your perspective from across the globe. Is there anything else that you want to really share with the audience about like what's really important about sexuality that a lot of men don't do these days? Uh, I'm going to rephrase that. And I'm going to say that it's what guys are doing too much of. They're relating Perfect. their masculinity too much to their dick. You are not your fucking dick. You are not your dick. You are so much more than your dick. If you're not lasting long enough, you're not getting hard in the moment, you're not ejaculating, you're uh, too hard or like whatever. You are not your dick. That is not a measure of success in the bedroom. That's not a measure of success in a relationship. It's the energy that you bring into the, into the relationship and into the bedroom remove the performance, the need to perform and remove the state of affairs of your deck. And when you can do that properly and come from a state, uh, a state of actual aligned confidence, like in your, in your center, in your heart and in your spine, all these other issues around your deck will start to fall away because you realize that they don't matter. So what do you say? What are you saying? It's like the, the relationship with their um, penis. They're putting so much pressure to have, um, connections with the woman putting so much pressure to be the man in the bedroom they're they're focusing too much on performance and performance often relates to their penises their dicks uh, am i not getting hard enough am i oh i lose my erection or i come too quickly or um like i or delayed ejaculation i mean these are all things that can be resolved easily provided you don't measure your masculinity and the weight of who you are as a man based on those things Mm. yeah that's it do you want to touch on a little bit about masculinity what is masculinity to you man in regards to the bedroom as well uh so it's leadership uh presence mm -hmm. uh, and ability to handle tension so leadership and presence and ability to handle tension oh, that's really cool man i like that i like that a lot dude and i just want to say before we wrap this up thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having like this this quick interview and this quick chat um on the podcast and it's been really like fucking awesome to get your perspective as well man is there anything quick you want to add before we wrap today up uh yeah um i've got my program called the noble lover it's a 12-week program uh that's oriented around how to um tap into your awareness of your power of who you are as a man as a partner how to get your needs met and also how to be an incredible lover. Uh, and then I also offer a six week program to break through any emotional blocks that are interfering with your ability to connect with your partner and to connect sexually. Uh, so th those are my two offers and you can find me at the intimate lifestyle.com or on Facebook, Ryan Thomas T I L. So those are the only things that I wanted to share. Perfect. Yeah. You jumped the gun. I was about to go, how can we get in contact with you? But that's how we can get in <laughs> contact with Ryan. But if you can't find Ryan through those things, what you can do, you can um, contact me and at sexualquantumleap.com. 
And what I'll do, I will put you in contact directly with Ryan because, yeah, he's a fucking awesome dude with a great message to share all about sexuality. And, yeah, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for being here today and, like, really giving it up and sharing some um, parts about yourself and really drop, like, you know, pulling part back the veil so then guys can actually see um, what it's actually like, like, talking about when you're through this training and stuff like that touch the surface today with a lot of things so dude thank you for opening up about that so yeah appreciate it my man thanks a lot andrew it's been a pleasure so guys again if you enjoyed this episode what you can do you can share it with your friends you can share it with your family you can do all that amazing stuff we want to get this message out to as many people as we um can because we're here ryan are both ryan and i are both here to make men men again and actually make them the best ones at inside and outside the bedroom doesn't matter that we're um, doing two different things. We're still here on this journey just to like expand the sexual message to the world so people can have epic fucking sexual experiences. So yeah, with that all being said as well, make sure you go check out um, Ryan's stuff and you can also go check out Sexual Quantum Leap and you can go download your free pussy massage guide to give women multiple orgasms with your hands. With that all being said, thank you and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.